He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. You know, it's hard for me to believe that it's actually Easter today. It seems just like yesterday we were celebrating Christmas, doesn't it? It's just crazy how quickly time is flying. But I know it's Easter because here I am preaching on Easter Sunday, and all of you are in your Sunday uh, Easter dress, and here we are. Earlier this week I was uh, preparing for Easter today, and I, I was down in Austin because I had to rent some stuff. And on, our, on my way back, I was stopped at a light, and, and I look over, and there was a man sitting there with a sign. And the sign said, Wife and dog were kidnapped by ninjas. Need money so I can take Kung Fu. I want my dog back. <laughs> I sat there and laughed. <laughs> because some things are just unbelievable, right? Uh, and, and rightly so, because some things just aren't true. Uh, I guess, is there a chance that Ninja stole his wife? Maybe a small little sliver, but uh, most likely, the, uh, probably not. <laughs> some things just aren't true. But then, some things are unbelievable, even though they're true, right? My friend sent me a link one day, and it was to a, a brand new cruise ship called the Harmony of the Seas. I was looking at the ship, and it weighs 227,000 tons. 227,000 tons. And the unbelievable thing? It floats. Now, I know there's science behind all of it and, and why it floats, but still, it is unbelievable to me that something so heavy can float. And if you're following along in your notes on the bottom of page 10, uh, that brings us to our first point. Some facts are hard to believe. They just are, right? No matter how true they are, no, no matter how many facts support it, they're just hard to believe. And so my question is this. What's harder to believe? The fact that a cruise ship can weigh 227,000 tons and float? Or the fact that someone who died rose again? Someone who died was placed in a tomb with a big boulder in front of it came back to life and broke forth from the tomb. What's harder to believe? Because if we're honest, that's pretty hard to believe. That is pretty unbelievable. And yet, that's what we're here for this morning, right? We are here celebrating the fact that Jesus, who died, rose again. Some facts seem hard to believe. And this morning we are going to look at Mark chapter 16. Uh, Mark is one of those four books that we call the biographies of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're looking at Mark chapter 16 and we are going to see that even Jesus' own disciples, those 11 that he spent three years with, even his own disciples could not believe the fact that he rose from the dead. But then we're also going to see today uh, the impact that this has not only in our future life, but in our life today. 
And so let's open up to page 10 in your worship folder. Uh, and we are going to begin with Mark chapter 16, beginning with verse 9. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were weeping, mourning and weeping. Let's stop right there. Can you imagine how Mary felt? Jesus, her Lord, had died. She knew for a fact that he was pronounced dead. She knew for a fact he was placed in a tomb. Fact, a boulder was placed in front of the tomb. And now fact, the tomb is empty. And Jesus appeared to her and talked to her. Can you imagine how she felt? Can you imagine the excitement that she felt? Jesus, He's alive! As she's running back to the house to tell the disciples, uh, what do you think she was thinking? Maybe she was imagining uh, what the disciples would say. Maybe she was imagining them running around the house, screaming at the top of their lungs, running out into the streets, looking for Jesus. Maybe she imagined what they would do. Maybe she was thinking, hey, maybe they'll put on some music and and we'll start dancing in excitement. That's how excited everyone's going to be. Maybe she imagined their crying turning to laughter. Maybe she imagined that their faces filled with sorrow would brighten up with joy. Jesus is risen. He appeared to her. It was fact. But some facts are hard to believe, right? And here's how the disciples responded. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen Him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Not only did they not believe Mary, but two of their friends were in Jerusalem in the city. They lived out in the country. And so on their way back to the country, Jesus appeared to them. And they turned right back around to go tell the disciples, and they didn't believe them. Why? Disciples, why are you not believing these facts? What had the disciples gone through in the last 48 hours? They went through some extreme lows, right? First of all, Jesus, their Lord, their Savior, their mentor, their best friend, died. He died. And on top of it, They told Jesus, we are never going to leave you. We will never desert you. We will will be by your side all the time. Even if it means we have to die, we're not going to leave you. Soldiers come to arrest Jesus, and the disciples leave Him. They leave Him to die alone. Guilt, shame, and sorrow were weighing on the disciples. And they are like you and me. They know, they knew, that when your loved one dies, when they pass away, they don't come back to life. That's not how nature works. 
And so to believe this fact was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Would it be great? Yes. But some facts are just too hard to believe. We understand where they're coming from, don't we? Some facts are hard to believe. My cousin uh, was a Marine, is a Marine, and he served uh, a deployment overseas in Iraq. And when he came back, uh, he and I had several conversations because he kept saying to me over and over again, Stephen, God can't forgive me for what I did over there. And I kept showing him Scripture. I kept showing him Scripture over and over again. God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. And he couldn't believe it. His guilt was too much. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you understand what that feels like. Maybe you have that image in your head of when you sinned against God, when, when you did something that you don't think God could ever forgive you for. Maybe you cursed Him in the quietness of your room as you were going through a hard time. Maybe it's as you look back over your life, you see some ungodly relationships that you had. You made some decisions that hurt others and hurt them really bad. Destroyed some people. How could God forgive you? The Bible says it, but it's just too hard to believe. Or maybe it's in our personal relationships. Either with your spouse or, or co-workers, uh, kids. You said something or did something that cut them to the heart and you knew it. Because as soon as you said it, you saw it in their face. The sheer hurt that they had. And though they tell you over and over again that they forgive you, it's just hard to believe. It's hard to believe that they continue to love you when you continue to disappoint, right? Maybe you didn't get, uh, maybe you didn't make the team, make the honor roll. Maybe you didn't get into that school that you and your parents wanted you to get into. And though they say they love you, how could they when you feel like a disappointment? Maybe you didn't get that promotion. You aren't as successful as you and your family wanted you to be. Or maybe the opposite is true. Maybe you are successful, but it comes at the expense of family time and you know that your family is disappointed. And though your family tells you that they love you, you can't help but feel like they don't. It's hard for you to believe. How can God continue to love you? Uh, it's hard to believe that He does when you keep falling into that same sin over and over again. When the addiction strikes. When those thoughts keep coming back. When the prideful arrogance fills our hearts. How can God love us? He says He does, but is it believable? Look what I've done. And then... We take it to Him in prayer, right? We pray. And though God says He hears our prayers, uh, we're not really sure anyone's listening. And then the worst tragedy happens. The death of a loved one. 
And as we stand graveside with the bitterness of death so real, it's hard to believe that we're going to see our loved one again. Yes, we know what the Bible says. Yes, we know what pastor says, that we are going to see our loved one again. And yet, as we stand graveside, it just, it's too hard to believe. This is where the disciples are at. Though Jesus rose, it's a fact. The fact was un- unbelievable to them. They could not believe it. Some facts are just too hard to believe. But then the disciples are faced with that fact. They come face to face with the risen Lord. In verse 14, it says, Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen Him after He had risen. The risen Lord stands before His disciples and rebukes them for their lack of faith. Why didn't you believe this? I told you this was going to happen. Not only that, but He rebukes them because of their refusal, their stubborn refusal to believe it. Jesus says, look guys, I've provided you with the facts and you are just refusing to accept them and believe it. I guess if you want to put it in in today's language and in today's society, it would be like someone saying, I refuse to believe that Donald Trump is president. He's not. He's just not. But he's a president whether we want to believe it or not, right? Facts are facts. And Jesus says, look, I'm standing before you. I sent messengers to you. This is a fact and you refused to believe it. Jesus rose whether they or we want to believe it or not. And so believe it. Believe it. Because the fact that Jesus rose from the dead changes everything. And that's point number two for you in your worship folder. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead changes everything. It really does. When Jesus died on the cross, when He died on the cross, He took on the sins of the world. He took on every single wrongful thing that you and I have ever done. And when He died, sins were paid for. And on Easter morning, He rose from the dead, and that was God saying, yes, it is finished, the payment is complete, the payment is in full, your sins are completely forgiven. There is nothing left to do. And here is proof, Jesus just rose from the dead. So what does that mean? It means that image that you can't get out of your head of those ungodly uh, relationships that you had, those hurtful things that you've caused people, uh, the sin that you keep falling into, those things you said in the dark, forgiven. Completely. 100% forgiven. Jesus rose from the dead. What does it mean? Part of the salvation plan was that Jesus needed to live a perfect life because you and I were not perfect. And we need to be perfect to get to heaven. And so Jesus lived perfectly. And when He rose from the dead, it was God saying, I accept your perfect life. And now Jesus says, I give it to you. He credits you 
with His perfect life. And so what does that mean? It means there's no feeling of inadequacy anymore. God doesn't look down on you and see a disappointment. He doesn't look down on you and see a failure. He doesn't look down on you and see someone who keeps messing up. No. He sees His child made perfect by the blood of Jesus. The resurrection means that the fact that Jesus rose from the dead means that there is someone in heaven who hears each and every one of your prayers. And it's not some far and distant God. It is the living and loving Jesus, your Jesus, who refuses to stop loving you. And let's not forget the biggest one. Jesus rose from the dead and He conquered death. The victory is His. That means that when you and your loved ones pass away in Jesus, they aren't passing away into the cold hands of death. No, they are passing away into the warm, loving, and living arms of the Savior who says that because He lives, we also will live. So one day, when this world ends, He is going to raise us back to life and we are going to live with Him in our bodies in heaven where there will be no more death. There will be no more sorrows, no more tears, no more pain, but only joy, peace, and happiness. And so as we go about our days, as we go every day into our life and into the future, we don't fear. The resurrection calms our fears, it calms our anxieties and worries, because death has been conquered. The victory is Jesus's, and we will live forever with Him in heaven. Some facts are hard to believe, but the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, it it changes everything. And so, point number three, believe and spread the fact that Jesus rose. Jesus said to His disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not not believe will be condemned. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead changed everything for the disciples. Jesus said, This message is so important, I want you to make this your full-time job. Go and spread it. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you believe. I don't know what you don't believe. But if you're here today and and you're struggling with this concept that Jesus rose from the dead, and and you're struggling with what it means for you, I pray that uh, you have an open heart and an open mind. Find a class that teaches about the Bible. Find a class that teaches about your Savior and what He's done for you so that you believe this message and believe it's for you. If you are here today and you believe this, continue to read your Bible. Continue to be in your Bible so that you can continue to believe this fact that Jesus rose, that your living and loving Savior hears every one of your prayers that your living and loving Savior promises to never, ever leave you. And so that you continue to believe that death has been conquered. Jesus has won. Your sins are forgiven. You will rise. And then go. And tell others. Talk about it at home with your kids as you eat dinner. 
As death comes up at work, tell them why you're not afraid of death. Invite your neighbor next week to church so that they can hear how Jesus lived perfectly, died and rose again, so that heaven is theirs. Some things are unbelievable. They really are. Some facts are unbelievable. That's true too. But the fact that Jesus died and rose again is a fact whether we want to believe it or not. It happened. So believe it. Believe it. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please stand. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you rose from the dead, conquering death, swallowing it up in victory, so that we too may have the victory. We thank you for your perfect life, for your death and resurrection in our behalf. We ask that uh, you help us to never take it for granted, but help us to treasure it always. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, and we will continue.